Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello there, dear friends. So glad to have you with me today, whether you are listening today near or far. I just thank God for you. I'm Minister Paula Cornett, your podcast host for Revelations from the Heart. We are on, we are on, got a little tongue tied there. We are on episode number 35, and the title of this episode is, You Are Above This. If you've been following along in this podcast, we've been doing, I've been doing a series um, called, uh, of the, On the Armor of God, and um, today, this, this message today is pretty rich uh, in the teaching, so I suggest that you make sure that you're not distracted but that I have your undivided attention so that you can grasp all this. In fact, this is going to be one that you're going to want to listen to uh, more than once because the information that I'm going to give is going to be so uh, rich and it's going to be a pretty good amount of information. So uh, I want to just also make a note that uh, today, as I'm teaching this, uh, one of the references that I use, other than the Bible, of course, is uh, Rick Renner's book called Dress to Kill. And in this book, he lays out in detail and goes line by line uh, in the teaching of the armor of God and so most of the definitions for the all the definitions for the Greek words come from this book come from his teaching so I use his uh, book as one of the foundations for uh, this teaching and if you have not already heard the other episodes you want to go gonna you are gonna want to go back and listen to those other episodes because um, we're moving right along and building just one episode up on another. So glad to have you with me today. If you want to stay in contact uh, with me, also want to open up to you as well to join and uh, subscribe to uh, the email list and you'll receive in the email list weekly email blasts uh, that you can click on the link so that you can listen to the podcast. If you have a prayer request, you can click on the link to send me your prayer request as well. So you will want to do that by either visiting the website Paula Cornett at Weebly, Paula, no, www.paulacornett.weebly.com. You can go there and access that information. Slip me an email address, a pray, uh, your email address so that I can add you to the mailing list, or you can um, sign up for the mailing list right on the website. So we're going to begin today. I want to get right into it. Uh, get out your Bible. We're in Ephesians, and I encourage you each week. And if you haven't already done so, to make sure that you read the whole book of Ephesians because it is a powerful, powerful book. We're looking at Ephesians 6, but I want to start today, first of all, by talking in Ephesians 1 and 21. And the Bible talks about heavenly places. And it talks about that is where Christ is seated. And verse 21 says that, um, hold on, let me go, let me go back up to verse 20. It says, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly 
places. So this is the location of Christ. He's in heavenly places, and all that means is just the sphere of physical, I mean, of spiritual activities. That's the heavenly places. So he's in heavenly places, which gives us more of his location. Verse 21 says, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in the age which is to come so we can draw the conclusion just from reading that that jesus christ is supreme period that's a fact right here in scripture and that just gives me just ooh, makes me want to just shout all right so then let's go over to um ephesians 2 6 and 7 now remember i said that christ is seated in heavenly places and the heavenly places are far above all principalities all demonic ranking spirits is far above that all right and then uh ephesians 2 6 and 7 and it says and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in christ jesus there it is again that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus so it says that we are seated as a believer you are seated in heavenly places with Jesus so what does that mean if I'm seated with Christ he's far above all principalities all power all might all dominion then that means I too seated with him and I'm seated in spiritual spiritually in heavenly places with Christ Jesus far above all those things so we draw the conclusion that the devil is under our feet he is already defeated. So I want you to get that picture in your mind because this episode is called You Are Above This. You are above this. All right, let us review. For review, let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word, that your word is truth. I thank you, Father God, that you allow your word to come alive in the hearts of the hearers today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that is the revealer of truth. And I thank you that your, that your truth sets the captives free i thank you father god for touching hearts and minds right now in the name of jesus that this word will fall on good ground and produce much fruit in jesus name i pray amen so let us review ephesians 6 we started at verse 10 and we're pulling this apart haven't made it to the pieces of the armor yet but we're going to make it there really really soon so he's paul says in uh starting in verse 10 he says finally my brethren be strong in the lord and the power of his might finally my brethren he's saying in closing in conclusion of everything else i've said i want you to listen very closely to what i'm about to tell you because it's very important and my brethren is just emphasizing that they're his fellow soldiers or fellow comrades in the faith that we're in this thing together that i'm fighting just like you he gives them a command to be strong that word strong is explosive power of God that is meant for the believer to contain. So God has this explosive power that is meant to be contained in the believer, in you, in me. Be strong in the Lord. Only your strength is going to be in the Lord and in the power of his might. So our strength has to be in the Lord and in the power of his might in god's might all right so it's meant to be placed in us it's a supernatural power that exercises in through our abilities it's a supernatural power that comes upon us 
Here's the second command. Put on the whole armor, all of it, every piece of it. If you want to be effective and valid, you got to put on the whole armor of God. This spiritual armor comes from God. There's seven pieces of spiritual armor. Okay? And when this when this when this when we are in this armor, okay, the result is we will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We talked about the devil. And the word devil refers more to the jobs his job description. Than, than his title. He is a destroyer by nature. There are 17 names that we looked at in scripture that are attributed to the devil. All right. That was in the previous lesson, so you got to go back and listen to that. So, but one of the things that we covered that he is a liar and he's evil and his domain is the world system and he wants your mind in order to destroy your life. He has one road. That he strategically travels and that road leads to your mind. He dangles his lies in front of us and wants us to bite the bait. Last week we talked about don't bite the bait because he wants to bring in deception. But praise be to God that God has given us spiritual weaponry to defeat every fiery dart that he throws our way. God has given us the weaponry and the power to push the devil back across the line and to keep him in his place which is under our feet now let me give you a quick example when i was thinking about this you know some a lot of times people the devil just beats up on people because they just sit there and they don't they don't they don't do anything they don't say anything they don't they don't they don't fight but let me give you a good illustration that when a woman has a baby or a child that woman will protect that child at any cost it doesn't matter how small that lady is or how timid she is if you mess with her baby you're gonna see a whole nother side of that woman and the, that is how we're to be when the enemy comes to try to steal what God has given us when he comes to try to lie about what God has said about us we have to be like that mother with her baby and we have to push him back across the line we have to get aggressive we have to get bold and we have to wage war by telling him what the word of god says and stand on that word until we see the manifestation come today we're going to be picking up in ephesians chapter uh, 6 verse 12. so let us look there and I got my Bible out here. Let me get my stuff positioned so that I can see and read what I need to read. All right. Now let's start. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I'm going to read the whole thing and then I'm going to go back and pull, pull it out. Pull it out. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly there's that word again places all right let's start to let's start to put this together here so it says that for we wrestle not against flesh and blood now when i first when i used to like read this before i studied this out when i read the word wrestle it always put me in the mind of like the wwe where we have you know two men in a ring wrestling and duking it out that's what it put me in the mind of. But 
this terminology um, is not really how the Greek text says it. Okay, so the word that is used in the, in in this Greek text, this is the only time that this word is used in the New Testament. This is the only time this word is ever used. So it's a very unique word, and Paul was trying to convey a very strong message by using this word. The Greek word for wrestle is the word pele. Okay, and it just is it means a struggling, a wrestling, or a hand to hand fighting. Also, the Greek word from which the Greeks derived the word palestra, which the palestra, it was a famous house of combat sports. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's 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 start to put this all together so that we can we can bring it on, bring it on in. Now, the palestra, it was in every major Greek and Roman city. And they had like a gymnasium on one side for like, that was like the regular athletes. And then they had what they called the palestra. And this palestra, it was for like serious competitor, competitors. They had three types of athletes that uh, competed in the palestra. And the palestra, like it, I mentioned, it says, it's just the house of combat sports or the house of conflict. The three kind of athletes were boxers, wrestlers, and Pancrantians. Okay. Now, these were very violent, barbaric sports. And in the Greek world, the difference between the boxers and the wrestlers that we see today is that in the Greek world, these wrestlers and boxers fought to the death. So they were put in the ring, and there were no rules, no referee anything went okay you could bite you could you could break bones you could you could do whatever you could do whatever and the winner was determined by who stayed alive it's sad to say but about who stayed alive so boxers in that day they they wore gloves and these gloves on the knuckles of them they had like steel and nails serrated nails and the boxers would have to wear a helmet to protect them uh, from these nails. So it was like a kind of like a hunting knife. So it was pretty gruesome. If you got hit with one of those gloves, I mean, you would be pretty, pretty messed up. And very few of these athletes retired. Most of them died in the fight. They died in combat because they fought to the death. Okay, so the boxers and the wrestlers, um, the wrestlers, you know, they could come in the ring. And one of the things that they liked to do was grab a hold of the person and throw them up in the air so that their back would break. Okay, I mean, you think about that. It's pretty, pretty gruesome, all right? So then you have what they call the, a, a pancranion, which the pancranion, the it's like the face-off face -off of the boxers and the wrestlers. The best of the best are the ones that survived from the boxing and the wrestling. Then they did a face-off as a, as a pancranion. So there was no rules. So the New Testament reader this was the word that they saw, and this was the, they, they had the idea of the palestra, and they knew about the palestra because it was common in that day. Just like uh, right now I had to explain what the palestra was to you because that's not something that we do in this day and time. What we have is like basketball or football. So if I were writing something and I mentioned basketball or football, I wouldn't have to explain that to you because we're all aware of that sport. We're all aware, aware of those sports and and kind of you know what goes on there but these uh, uh new testament uh believers they knew what this word meant 
So Paul was letting them know by using this word that that this was a very intense fight. And that's what we're in. He he said we wrestle not. Okay, we're not we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against men and and women and people that we see, but we're wrestling against something that is very much more intense. Okay? We are wrestling against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, it's something very interesting to note as you read this. That when Paul uh, lays out these four levels of demonic spirits, that when he says them, he says each time in front of them, we wrestle not against principalities. Wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Against. Notice how that is it's mentioned four times. And in scripture, when something is mentioned again, it's to emphasize a point. Now, he could have just said it one time, but because he said it four times, it carries with it just a strong emphasis. Okay, so let's look at this word against. It's the word pros. And this word is a close confrontation or a face-to-face -face encounter. I think it's interesting to note that in the book of John 1 and 1, it's the same word that is used it says that um, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. It's the same word, pros. It means a close to close, a face to face. So it refers to the intimate relationship between God and Jesus, his son. This is the same word that uses a close, a close confrontation. So we're coming. This is this is what this means. There's four categories of evil that we are fighting against. Spiritual warfare will happen to you and we are against we are pros we are face to face with principalities face to face with powers face to face with rulers of this world face to face shoulder to shoulder with spiritual wickedness in high places paul is letting us know at some point we will have a face to face encounter with evil that has been arranged against us i shared with you last week of how I had a face-to-face -face encounter with the spirit of fear. It was in my face. But hold up. Let me just let me just help you out because the good news is you don't have to be scared or afraid. God is showing us this so that we know, so that we're ready, so that we're able to to to, to fight. The good news is that the greater one lives on the inside of us. But we must be aware of how our enemy operates all right let's look at the first um demonic category stay with me now the first one is principalities all right and this uh greek word is used symbolically to denote ancient times the very beginning or the origin it's also used to depict individuals who hold the highest and loftiest position of rank and authority, princes or principalities. So these are the top ruling demon spirits that have held this position since ancient times. So these demon spirits have been around for since from the beginning of the, from ancient times. They've been around. The second category is powers. Now the powers are the delegated authority okay they influence okay so 
the powers they receive their orders from the top and so they're given delegated authority to do whatever they want to do they know what to do they know what to carry out the third one is the rulers of the darkness of this world now this picture is like a military training camp and it's kind of like you know like we're young men they were come together they were trained and they were turned into like a mighty army so these recruits they were taught discipline they were taught order and all that manpower all that training it was converted into an organized disciplined army a highly trained and aggressive force the, this 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 word powers it just puts you in the mind it's a military boot camp okay it's a military boot camp so the devil is dedicated to our destruction he trains the demon spirits and sends them forth to bring destruction to the human race that kind of gives us to understand why most Christians, a lot of them, are defeated. Jesus died, rose from the, God raised him from the dead. He has the keys of the kingdom. He bestowed the power to us. His, his power lives on the inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit. But why is it so many Christians live pitiful lives? Because when most Christians lack something that the devil has, and that is commitment, organization, and discipline. You know, in talking to people, they come with their uh, situations or needing advice or something of that nature. And a lot of times you give people uh, some things to do, a follow up with them to see if they've done those things. And they haven't even done the things that have simple things to do. They lack commitment. They lack organization and they lack discipline. Like reading the word. Or confessing the scriptures every day saying the word every day or or spending time with the Lord every day you got to make time for what's important so we must be committed organized and disciplined to maintain our victory the last one spiritual wickedness in high places this gives us uh, the word here is destruct is uh, destruction means destruction, disaster, harm or danger, malicious or malevolent, foul, vile, hostile, and vicious. Not only that which is dangerous to the physical body, but also to which is dangerous to the spirit or the mind. So these demon spirits are filled with one thing: destruction. Okay, so I uh, in the Greek, the word high places, that, that kind of confused me too because I thought it was like high, you know, like high up in the heavens, you know, what have you. But this Greek word uh, for high places is just the air below mountain, the mountaintops. So that's our atmosphere. So the Apostle Paul is prepping the believer for what we will face in it, which is this is what you're going to face at some point if you already have not. It's going to be a face-to-face -face battle with evil demon spirits. Once again, the good news is that he's also lays out that God has given us the weaponry to combat our evil foe and to maintain our victory. We must be serious because the devil is serious. He is serious about our demise. So we must be serious about our victory. All right. So. What does God want us to do? 
He wants us to be aware of who our enemy is. He wants us to be aware of the weaponry that we have at our disposal. And he wants us to use it. Listen, let me just say this one more again. That as believers, we must be serious about maintaining our victory. You got to be serious about maintaining your victory. The devil is not playing. But God has given us what we need to defeat him. Let me just encourage you for just a moment that whatever you may be going through right now, you have to maintain your victory. You have to maintain your victory about your children. Now they may be living the opposite of what you've taught them. You may have dedicated them to the Lord and they just totally flipped the script and just living just not like how you trained them. But you got to maintain your victory. That God's word says that in, in Isaiah 49 and 25, the Lord says that I will save your children. So regardless of what the devil says, that they're never going to serve God. Look at them. They just strung out on drugs. They just flipped all out, acting, partying all the time. What you got to say, and sometimes you got to look them in the face and tell them that you will serve the Lord. You will serve the Lord. You cannot. You have to fight for your children. You got to maintain your victory about your health. You may have gotten a bad report from the doctor. You may have physical pain in your body right now. But begin to declare God's word in Isaiah 53, 5. It says that by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. The pain is real. You may be feeling it right now. But you got to stand and maintain your victory that God said, He is the Lord that healeth me. You got to maintain your victory. In Psalms 91, 11, it says that with long life, he would satisfy so that I could see how he saves. You got to maintain your victory over your finances. You may have had to even file bankruptcy or in the need of a financial miracle right now. We declare the word of the Lord that says the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. You got to maintain your victory over your self-image. You may be feeling pretty low right now, but look in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror. You got to declare what God's word says about you. And in Psalms 139, it says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You may hear the enemy say, well, you're fat. And that may be true. You might be fat. But you turn back and say, but I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Or you may hear the enemy say, well, you're skinny. And you may be skinny. You know, everyone doesn't have the same shape. We come in all different shapes and sizes. But rather than, than dwell in the fact that you're fat, you're skinny, or in between, or whatever, you got to, t I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. My friends, podcast listeners, that is how you fight. You got to put God's word, which is truth, on the devil's lies. Let me briefly share with you a testimony. Um, a testimony about my aunt who, who has now gone on to be with the Lord. But before she went on to be with the Lord, um, she had gotten really sick and the doctors had given her up to die. When she went to the hospital, her blood oxygen was like 60. They told us that if we hadn't brought her in, she probably wouldn't have survived the night. When she got there, there was multiple things that were going on, multiple things that was wrong. She was in there for a couple of days and they discovered that she had some internal bleeding. It was one of the things that uh, was taking place. So they had to go in to see where it was coming from to try to get that fixed up. So when they took her in for this procedure, she she died on the table and so they were able to revive her and bring her back and so they told us they said because that happened they were going to put her on the ventilator 
just as a precaution until, you know, just to make sure that she was breathing on her own. So she had to be on the ventilator for, um, for a couple of days. Now, anybody that's had a loved one that's on the ventilator, it's not a pretty sight. It's not something that you definitely want to see um, your loved one go through. And so before we went in, we she was in ICU. So they um, told the family, several of us were there. So they told us that we could only go in two by two uh, because of you know that unit. And we had to go in like so many increments, um, like every 15 minutes and then wait so many minutes and then go in. So my sister and I, we were the ones to go in together. So I already made up in my mind that I had to be serious about this thing because this was this was serious. This was a serious situation. And uh, I had to prepare my mind. And, and the Holy Spirit told me, he said, when you go in there, don't look at what you see, but declare what you know. So I said, okay. So uh, those pe people that know me know I'm, I'm soft-hearted and, you know, cry over just about anything. I can't. You know, people tell that, you know, but my mother had told me a long time ago, she said that, you know, that's, that's good to be soft-hearted. That's good. But God's going to toughen you up so that you'll be able to still be tender, but strong. And so as my sister and I, we went in there, walked into the room and it's almost seemed like walking down the hall to get to her room was just, oh, it seemed like it was like miles. We made it to her room, went over to her bedside and, you know, looked at the situation and saw saw the situation and I just began to declare the word of the Lord I began to declare what his word says and I leaned over and touched her hand and spoke it in her ear so she could hear and I prayed a prayer of faith and I prayed that God would raise her up that God would bring her out of this situation and you know what God did he raised her up he brought her out of the situation she recovered and she lived another three years. And when she went on home to be with the Lord a couple years ago, she was ready to go. She was ready to go. So I share that testimony with you to say that just like as my aunt was laying there and it did, the situation didn't look good. But I know what God's word said. And I began to speak life into that situation. And she lived. And she lived. And so I want to encourage you today that whatever you're going through, to know that you are above every principality every power every might every spiritual wickedness in high places we are seated in heavenly places with christ jesus let's pray father god i thank you today i thank you lord god that you're revealing your truth to our hearts and our minds that you're bringing clarity and understanding lord god into the spiritual realm and spiritual activities and i thank you father god that right now that even though you're seated high, that you look low. And I thank you, Father God, that your hand is outstretched and your hand is upon each and every listener right now. In Jesus' name, wherever they are, I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will touch. I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will visit every home in a powerful, powerful way. I thank you, Father God, for speaking to the hearts and minds of the people, whatever the needs may be. I thank you, Lord, that you supply all of our need according to your riches and glory. I thank you that you're Jehovah Jireh, the God of more than enough. I thank you, Lord God, that no good thing will you withhold from those who walk uprightly. For those who may be battling issues with their children, Father, I speak peace. And I thank you for salvation to come. I thank you, Father God, for deliverance and healing to come. The minds and hearts of those children that are lost. 
Father God, I thank you for touching the finances of those that may be in financial calamity or those that are dealing with financial issues. Lord, I thank you for bringing the resources, the wisdom that they need, Father God. Because, Father, you said in your word that you wish above all that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. I thank you, Father God, that your word says that the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich and addeth no sorrow. Father God, I thank you for whatever the needs are today. Those that may be experiencing self-image issues. Those that may be uh, uh, confused about their purpose or don't know their purpose. I thank you that you know the plans that you have for us. And your plans are to prosper us, to bring us a future and a hope. I thank you that we can hold on to your word, that your word is truth. Not only in the United States, but that your word is truth in every nation. That your word is truth in every tongue. I thank you, Father God, for the mighty work that you did when you raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And Father, I thank you that we are seated in heavenly places with Jesus. I thank you for helping each and every hero to know their position of authority. Help us to be committed. Help us to be dedicated, Father God. I thank you because of the work that you did through Jesus' life, Lord God, that he reigns supreme. I give you all the glory and the honor and the praise in the mighty matchless name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one and his anointing that I pray, that I stand on, that I believe in. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. Remember that the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Be strengthened. Stay encouraged. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.